This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Seriously, how good are these Cowboys? I personally think they're the second best team in the comp right now. You can tell me otherwise if you like. Obviously, Broncos will have something to say about that. You know, the, the Souths are up there. They're near it. Uh, the Storm are around it, obviously, there as well. The Tigers are close. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the Warriors are obviously up there as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're amazing at the moment. We'll get to them in a sec. They absolutely brought a 60-odd average player to his knees, and that absolutely killed my team. But we'll start with the positive side, and that's the Roosters. Defeating the Titans, and it's actually the first game all year, I could say, that the Roosters played well. And they still let three tries in at the end. So 30 to nil early at halftime there, and Teddy Masterclass. Welcome back, the great man. 47 average now for the year. So you know, a couple more of these, and he'll be back to that 50 average that he normally hits. And for the doubters of Teddy, you know, people said that he was done, and everyone was selling him after that 15-20. This, this is what he can do. And if you know, the Roosters play okay, even just okay, then then he's going to be in all of the tries. He's just everywhere. Obviously, three turnover tackles as well in this one. A few good tackles um, got him over the line for an incredible 87. So happy days for owners of him. Obviously, a little bit of a lower ownership, and that obviously yeah kicked kicked off a great day. Um, yeah, what I thought was hope when hoped would be a great day um, for, for my side, and and then we had Fafita with his lower minutes, unfortunately, and they and they defended him really well. So let's get to Fafita now while we're here. 46 for him in the 61 minutes. So he's one of those guys that just can accumulate really easily. And they were kind of tackling him in threes and that stopped him getting the tackle breaks and, and the offloads. And they finally got him one-on-one a little bit later, a little bit in that, into that second half. Um, and he got that offload away, line break assist, tackle break as well. So it's one of those games where he just wasn't put in the correct positions. He had plenty of tough carries, but just, yeah, as I said, it was three, three on one um, for the most point, uh, for the most part on him. In that one, a lot of people have brought him in, and if you have avoided him over the last two weeks, it's worked out great because a forty-nine and a forty-six really hurts. Uh, yeah, me who prioritised him last week, so frustrating on that front. Let's head back up top, and Egan Butcher is the next on the list at seventy-seven, along with Nat. So both of those guys just absolutely dominating, getting a try each of them, and also a try assist for Egan in this one. 
Nat almost had a runaway try if it uh, ended up being called that. But back to his best, 50 tackles, one miss, and obviously that try as well. So 68 for him. And it just, I, I, again, it's, it's just you just got to plug him in, lock him in your side, and just don't think about him because you'll end up averaging 55 with a 30-odd. Then he'll go to a 68. So very, very crazy on that front. For those who are looking at Aaron Clark, this week was the week. It was not last week. I had a few people asking me about him the round before last when Tino was there, and that was not the play. This one here, 76 and 55 minutes. How Clark, Randall, Fodawaker could all get 59 plus. You know, Randall the 65, Clark the 76 in a team that got absolutely decimated. And it wasn't even tackles for Aaron. It was four offloads, five tackle breaks, and a try to go along with it. And I still don't understand why they haven't persisted with him in that 13 role at all. He just, he provides a lot. Yes, they got smashed, but you know, him providing that second phase play, him making good runs, obviously 157 metres for the five breaks there, um, and then being able to get over for a try. Like, we saw what damage he could do at the end of last year, and they just have not used him until this game. It's probably a little bit late for that. Um, but, yeah, he's someone that's uh, yeah, absolutely dominated. And I spoke about Randall a little bit as, you know, the guy that was going to benefit mostly from the Tino out. Uh, he was already playing some decent minutes, and it looked like he was going to play even bigger minutes. Uh, in this one, and that was the case at 77. He ended up with a try as well as two line breaks. So 65 for Randall, fairly expensive, and obviously Clark's the one at 367. He's going to be up a lot higher following this. That was probably more of the buy. And can you look at any of these guys going forward? With Tino out another couple of weeks, it's probably hard to do that unless you're really desperate for a hooker as cover, and it's crazy how much better um, the scoring was from from Clark Randall, two hookers in uh, in fantasy than that of, of Harry Grant and Reese Robson and these guys that we, we look to as as the saviors of the hooking position. And I you know, just saw Penny's Fantasy Amateurs put out a, a fun post on, on all the best hookers at the moment. And, and Lockie Croker has the best three-run average of all the, the hooking stocks. And you know Grant is in there with a 50 over his last three as like the fifth best option. And then um, yeah, everyone else following that, obviously Tanner Boyd in this one had a shocker. Robson's been really, really low. So yeah, crazy, crazy times. Hargraves had a 61, which is massive. What about Brandon Smith, the most inconsistent player of this season by far? And who's going to fall for the fall for the trap again? He gets a 60. Maybe he goes 60 again next week. And then who's going to buy him after that? I definitely think there'll be a few out there that do it um, after that you know, good score. And he played a lot better, obviously. And yeah, they're much better when he, when he runs the footy plenty. Uh, gets plenty of, of go forward. And obviously the team did in general without Tino there for the Titans. It obviously hurt them a little bit. Mo Fodawake at the big minutes, as always. Seven tackle breaks, three penalties, no missed tackles, no errors. It was a bit of a weird stat line, but he was good for owners of him. So Lee, a much better game on his front. 56 in this one with a try, six goals, um, 200 run meds. Exactly what you want from him in that uh, in that wing position. Fafita, as we said. So let's talk about Fafita and, and Teddy. Just on, you know, people asking me now, is Teddy a must-have? He's not a must-have, right? He's not going to play the Titans every week, but he's definitely one of those guys you'd look to have. He's in the top four or five wing fullbacks, and if he can continue stuff like this, obviously he has a 15 or 20 in his game, but there'll be games like this where he goes to 70-plus, and we've seen that already. When he picks up a try, he picks up some try assists and, and goes through the middle of the park there with a few line breaks. So only the one in this one, but uh, yeah, plenty plenty of involvement through the middle. He's always backing up, which is helpful. And for Fido, on the other hand, seems like maybe you know, with a little bit of that back tightness, he he was able to, they were able to, able to it's the right wording but yeah they they gave him a rest in this one with 20 minutes to go and hopefully this doesn't continue going forward and if a game is closer that he will stick on the park and and play the full 80 because we definitely need it 
for our sides that um, spent the money, the 850-odd K. He'll be down about 810 or so after this, and really, you know, he's now primed for the picking, I believe, if you're looking for a top-tier player in the edge position. It's just funny how it's worked out. We're, we're saying that he was such a priority, and then he's gone 49-46. It's not the end of the world, but it's not great, let's be honest. Um, yeah, we'll get to Moses in the end, but you know, some low scores, even lower scores from him when I've held him through 19-20 just really hurts, unfortunately. But there was a lot of players to get rid of. We saw what Cook threw up. I had Robson in there. I had Turpin. Uh, who else do we have? Yeah, Chan's ended up with a good score. But I had a lot of mid-rangers um, that were ready to be moved on. I was like, well, I'll hold, I'll hold Moses. He's the, he's the big money guy that we, that we can... Um, that we can hold it and do well. Uh, so we'll get to him a little bit later. I'm obviously pretty pissed. And, uh, he ended up okay, to be honest, but it could have been, could have been a lot worse. Yeah, Kelly in there, 44. Cleese Haas actually ran the footy this time, which was good. Marnie, the 43. It's fine, guys. Four offloads. He wasn't on a lot to start. And obviously the tries didn't come, in, come his way. He had the one try assist with that good flick up uh, to Lindsay Collins. So fine. Fine in the center position. Just good thing is a lot of these guys, remember if they score average, it's like, oh, they didn't get injured. You know, that's the big win out of the game. Uh, Brimson, 42, if anyone owns him. They're not a lot, but there's a, a couple. Sam Smith, I just saw an interesting article today. It was saying that we're going to find out today if, if Sam Walker is going to be back next week or if he's going to be out for the season. And when we say back next week, surely it's not straight into first grade. It would be in New South Wales Cup anyway. So I'd say the best decision for them would be to shut him down for the season, get the surgery or get whatever he needs to get done. And having back fit and firing for the preseason would be the smart idea. But a line break, line break assist and try assist for Sandin, and he only picked up a 33, is the annoying part of his game at the moment. You know, splitting the kick meters, it wasn't a lot in this game. Just, you know, 4-22 between Kiri and also Sandin. Uh, but obviously the missed tackles was a, was a hurtful number in this one for him. And lower than that, Campbell came on for 20 minutes. They flicked Tanner, wasn't playing very well. You know, a lot going on for him, a penalty. No errors, but just um, yeah, they were getting pumped, and yeah, they need they always need to find a way to get Jaden Campbell on, and when they're getting the smashed, it, yeah, you may as well put Campbell on. Um, yeah, he can run, you know, get for, get forward to run things and go from there. But uh, not great. Turpin the eight minutes, so he's an instant sell. He was last week. I think a lot of people did already. Uh, but if you didn't sell him yet, you needed to get rid of him now. Can't pray a four. Yuck. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Let's move to the second game. So yeah, it was okay. Good win for the Knights. Really impressive win. It looked like that after the first two tries for the Storm that they were going to run away with it and absolutely de- you know, demolish the, the Knights there. And obviously the, the sin bin hurt them a little bit um, and gave the Knights a good chance to come back. But they, yeah, they have a really, really, really good attack. So defensively, they actually showed some resilience in that second half, which was wild because it's not expected from from the Knights and their, and their defense. At the start, it was terrible. And they really clicked into gear in the second half. And, and you know, Kept kept the storm guys away. Obviously, Munster was able to get a couple of tries, but overall, he wasn't able to get through the Knights' defense. And and Harry Grant didn't wasn't able to show much. Hughes was okay. Um, yeah, so very impressed with the Knights. Obviously, Ponga with his fifty five was very very yeah, was very very good. Again, was able to help this squad get to a really really good win. As I said, his goal kicking still yeah remains to be seen. After eleven from eleven, he's absolutely got the yips now, which is strange. How you can kick it from the corners and, and be amazing. And then yes, he's still getting really tough goals. Um, yeah, with a lot of the the centers and and the and the wingers scoring. Greg Marzu scored. Yeah, Fitzgibbon on that edge. Bradman Best. That left hand side is very impressive, and we'll get to Best in a second. But Frizzell with his sixty five, he very very impressive to watch. 
two line breaks, two offloads, six tackle breaks, and yeah, a few negatives in there. But for the most part, Frizz was was incredible. It was at a point a minute for a long part of this game. Um, so a great purchase for the guys that did grab him uh, as one of the you know, the better edges. And, and picking him over for Fida was, you know, at this stage, about a 40-point better swing, which is crazy. Fitzgibbon, another try, continues to be very consistent when he doesn't get a head knock. So good stuff for him. Munster, the 58. Again, not much more you could ask for, especially when they lose. But, yeah, he did every did a lot of the a lot of his good work early. He was 20-odd points in about 15 minutes, and then it slowed down and improved a little bit in the, the back end of that second half there for sure. Greg, Money Mazu. I can't remember calling Money Mazu. Um, what can we call him? Greg the Truck? Is a truck, my God. 54 from him. Uh, try the two line breaks, the eight tackle breaks. This is a standard game for him, apart from the tries. Like, he doesn't get that every game, but you take them away and it's still, um, yeah, the, the try that he did got was a no tackle break try. So, yeah, you take away that 12 and uh, he's still at a 40 mark in a, in, a, in a low game for him, which is great. Dangai guy, the 51. With Greg there, he's obviously one of the keepers in the wing fullback position. You probably have him about fifth at the moment. You've got drink water and stuff like that. There's just absolutely taken it. Taking the mickey at the moment, that's for sure. Gags for 51 for anyone who held on to him. You know, that's a happy score after you know, him missing some games, that's for sure. I doubt many would have held on, though. I did see one or two, but yeah. Crossland, 51. He's kind of warming into that role, isn't he? Got a try assist there. Um, yeah, doing a great job. Very impressed with what he's able to do. He's obviously just a good footballer. He's able to cover many positions. And now that he's been thrust into this role, um, it looks like he's taking it in stride and, and really wanting to be as good of a, a hooker as, as possible there. Bravo Best is getting better and better every game. It's very exciting to see him. He's obviously one of the better centers out there at the moment. Um, yeah, we'll see like Panasini and a few of those guys. Um, Lomax, Timicol, there's all these guys that are doing really well in that sort of mid-range around best price. And yeah, Best is one of the best one of the best of them. That's for sure. What about Trent getting over for a try that gave me... Ugh. It was Munster to Trent Liero. So I don't have Munster and then trading out Trent. I think it was funny. At one point, he had the try in the line break. It was 30 minutes in and he was on 13. I was like, good on you, Trent. Penalties, missed tackles, the like. Um, then he got the runaway try, which was good. Helped his score. But yeah, 43 for him, not great. He's not one of the keepers in that wing fullback position. Well, she's only 44 minutes. Harry Grant, the 33, just was a nothing game for him, wasn't it? One kick, throw 38 meters, a penalty, three missed tackles, 38 made. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. So trading him in last week, thankfully got the 62, but a 33 in this. You know, you look at Robson and, and Cook, and they're all going low as well. So I think another 70 people picked up Grant in the top 1,000. So I think he's pretty much 100% owned or close to it. So it doesn't hurt us, but it would have been nice to have a few of these lower scores early in the year. That's for sure. Um, but it happens sometimes, yeah, for Grant, apparently. And all the hookers. So that's it from that game. All right, let's get the crappy out of the way. As I said, spoke highly of... The, the Cowboys there. And hilariously, five of the top, sorry, four of the top six scorers here in this game. Well, actually, more, way more. Pretty much all the top scorers. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. For eels, which is crazy because they were chasing for a lot of this half. So there's a lot of offloads there, a lot of tackle breaks. And you see there, Gutho got five offloads, Cartwright had seven, Hopgood and Madison had the three offloads each, which is pretty wild. Obviously, three three to head, one to ground there. Um, Gustafson had three offloads to ground, five to hand, which is crazy. And I did see a lot of people trade him out after last week, coming into a bit of a, a tougher you know period of, of games for them. And the fact that they have to buy in the last round. But you look at, at Gutho, and, and I think by far this is his best season. He's had to do a lot more, obviously, for the club. And I think he's really stepped up. They're, they are struggling right now. And they're a great chance of missing the eight, which is absolutely wild. But Gutho in there with a, a cracking score. And, uh, yeah, very sorry for those that sold him. Cartwright, turns out he was just a hold all year, wasn't he? Wow. Up and down, up and down. But the last two weeks of, you know, in the year 70 last week as well, 70 plus two weeks in a row is just incredible. Seven offloads, as we said, a turnover tackle, 37 tackles for three misses and 111 metres. I think it was the first 20-odd minutes. He hadn't actually touched the ball. He, he was still on, like, 14, though, in the first 15 minutes with a, a turnover tackle and 10 made tackles. So he's been amazing. Speaking of amazing there, Scott Drinkwater with a 69, uh, three line breaks there, try assist, 10 tackle breaks, try in everything and continues to build on his average. His last five rounds, I believe the average is 72 and a half for, for a wing fullback, for a guy that I'd, I'd made the call at the start of the year that he was the play. And yeah, first game he gets a 40, second game he gets sent off. And ugh, disgusting. Yeah, it actually hurts my soul right now. Whatever it was, Sinbin sent off, I don't know, I can't remember, but it was a shocker. Um, to then end up like this, it hurts, but I'm very glad I got on him fairly quickly after everyone started to. I was like holding off for a little bit, but we, we got there eventually. Um, so he's amazing, man. He's incredible what he's doing at the moment. The must-have in the wing fullback position, if you don't have him, there's not many, but if you don't, you, you're absolutely missing out and he needs to be in the side. Just with how the Cowboys are playing, it's way too good at the moment. Penasini, the 59. So this was massive for my scoring here. 11 tackle breaks, and he's so strong. And he was given plenty of opportunity, obviously off some you know, some cartwright offloads. Sometimes he got some early balls. A few times he was kind of pinballing his way around, which was getting some tackle breaks. But, you know, a line break assist, a line break there on his front. And, yeah, it was needed for my squad. With how was, you know, what was happening with Moses, I think Penasini was on a negative one for like 15 minutes and Moses at negative six or something at one point, uh, I was ready to cry to be honest with you. But uh, I think I, I just turned it, I basically tried to send it off. I was muted and I was actually watching that. You also watch it. Any, any uh, NBA fans, any, any Steph Curry fans should be watching his underrated documentary. I'd watch that while this game was on in the background because I couldn't bear to watch it intently um, until like something good was happening or Penasini was bouncing off tackles. That's for sure. Uh, so he's 59 just helps his scoring out. We know that, the quality that they have on that right-hand side. For Moses, it was probably close to the worst game I've seen him play. Um, defensively, was bad. He, he lost his mind, um, yelling at the ref a lot. Um, penalties, errors, like trying to get up early play the balls when he was hardly even tackled. I don't know. It was just stupid. Um, so, yeah, we're getting into this slowly. I basically have all of it out by the time we get to his score anyway. Um, Hopgood, 52. So, 57 minutes for him, a little bit lower. 
I suppose in this type of game when they were, you know, they were getting beat, uh, they tried to come back at the end, use a few of their like, yeah, guys that could really put a score on or try to anyway. Um, so he didn't come back on. Yeah, Madison forty seven minutes as well. So surprisingly enough, he could still get he still gets a good score. He just works hard, offloads, doesn't really miss many tackles or make many errors, and picks up a forty eight. Hopgood's one of those ones. I think yeah, Moses will be more a sell than Hopgood just based on the. Um, yeah, I suppose the money you could use. Yeah, most that little bit more expensive. Hopgood's just, he continues to do a job. There's no attacking stats in this one. There's no tackle breaks. Obviously, three offloads in there. Low tackle numbers and 108 meters. So, one of those games, I think that he can improve on that and get back to his mid-50s or so, which puts him just a tiny bit overpriced, which is fine. But the dual position, as we said, um, I think he's a hold rather than a lot of other players on our side. Madison, one of those guys I think you would sell before Hopgood. Obviously, a fair bit cheaper. He'll be about 150k or so cheaper by the time lockout ends. Um, and yeah, it's just very frustrating the minutes that they're giving him. So if that continues, and I understand why you would sell him. And if you did sell him this week to get to Cleary or to get to Murray, then fair enough. You picked up 21 points. Well done. Brendan Hands, I didn't play him, unfortunately. I thought this game he might miss a few more tackles and get back into the 30s that he'd been getting. But a 46 in here, 51 tackles, the three missed, 23 run meters. So 46, another big price rise. If he did play him, good stuff. That would have worked out well. I'm playing Max King instead, um, hoping that he was going to get about a 45 and that uh, yeah, the hands might go into the 30s against the, the juggernaut Cowboys. But yeah, he worked hard for his 51. He's getting better and better every week, I think, which is good for him. Uh, Val Holmes got the, the sin bin in this one. So... Bit unfortunate, but he did hit him in the head. So, yeah, it's consistent with how they've been calling it. I'll, I'll say that. Um, I saw um, Todd Payton wasn't happy and came out and said that, yeah, there was no, if there was forcefulness to the head, he should have had a HIA or been taken to hospital. Fair enough. <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, Valame, another couple of tries for him. Moses, the 35. We are here. So, he did get, people say he got bailed out. He worked really hard in the last bit to just be there when it mattered. So anytime Gutho was getting close to making a break, Moses was there. No one else was there. That's just hard work. Um, he needed it. By God, did he need it. The missed tackles early in the game, the error, the penalties, it was disgusting. Um, still low kick meters, a 310. They haven't given him a turnover tackle, so I'm filthy with that. He had the turnover tackle early on Lucy Leilua when he dropped that ball, and they've got an error down there for Lucy Leilua. They don't have it for they don't have Moses for the tackle. And there's one that was probably close. He might have dropped it just before he tackled him, but he should, he should almost have two. And I'd happily take the one. And I hope that gets fixed up because that is needed um, and disgusting. How one on one tackles? It was like that Connolly Lamoelu one early in the year, where he just hit him and he, he clearly dropped the ball. And they just never fixed the they just never fixed the turnover tackle. It was just like justice, justice. And that chance one at the start of the year it reminds me of that too. Though. That chance try saver. Remember that in the first game for anyone who owns him? Disgusting. Um, yeah, so 35 for him. I can't wait to yeet him out of my side. That was just disgusting viewing. And yeah, it could have been really bad. Could have been a 15 if they didn't kind of come back at the end, which would have been at 873k. You just can't cop that. And they have a really tough run. He'll be better for it. Like that's, I said, I can't, you can't watch it. I couldn't watch a worse game from Moses, I think, in this one. But it is what it is. Let's move on. Let's move on. Thank God, thank goodness Penasini got the 59 and Teddy went went hard there as well. Um, we've, we're all riding on Cleary today. If Cleary fails, then yeah, it doesn't matter. The week's, the week's cooked anyway, so that's that. Uh, Cotter with 35. For those that were looking at Cotter, I just thought it was a mistake um, just because he, his minutes ramp up at the end of the year. And when I said the end of the year, like the week before finals, finals game, 
um, is when they ramp up, he knows that he's got the fitness. He can just come out and play the 80 like he does in Origin. Um, but they don't need him to at the moment for the cows. And and that's kind of, you know, it happened at times last year. It was obviously in a, you know, when he's in the tries, when he's in the assists, that it's great. He scores big. But other than that, he just has to go about his work and do his thing and, and get the quick play the ball and get it out to drink water. <laughs> and Dearden, who's been playing great as well. Uh, Lucille lost 35, so not, not his best game. He got a lot of tackle breaks on on Moses early. Their game plan to target him one-on-one with Lucille Lua, who is an absolute beast. He's so big. Uh, worked great. Yeah, worked an absolute treat. They got you know, they got tries down that side. Then they were you know, able to work over that side and then score on the right. Um, yeah, plenty going on for the Cows in this one. And he was a big part of that. Obviously missed a bunch of tackles. Didn't make many, 17. Um, obviously missing a bunch near the end there, so they kind of got him back. A little bit too late, though. Robson, the 34, very, very frustrating. 24 run meters. Yeah, had a turnover tackle in there. Um, and still only the 34 points. So five misses for him, 35 made. It's just a not the season for Robson. He's averaging 50 now, but I think you know, the last five is somewhere in about the 40 range at best, which is disgusting. So he's a sell, in my opinion. Um, yeah, looking position is so bad. You probably want to have Brennan Hands um, and Aaron Clark or whatever with Grant, and that's probably it. That's all you want to go as light as possible. Have some cover, but that's it. Uh, Dejan Asi, a little bit of a low one for him. A um, couple in a row now. Jeremiah Nanay had the 30 in his 42 minutes before going off with what seems to be an AC joint injury, which is frustrating and, and hopefully um, hopefully is okay. And he rests up and he's back for finals, basically, is what I want as a Cowboys fan. Uh, Simonson, so 27 for him. A low one again. So a couple of lowish ones in a row. Obviously, when Moses is there, they go right a lot more. Um just seems to be the play. Obviously, we know Dylan Brown there. Right side is the stronger side where they did score a bunch through the middle and through on the right side of the middle and through the right. Carride being such a, a big option at the moment. Sean Lane, unfortunately. Um, we'll speak about him in a second. Do we go past him? What else has gone past him? Where is he? Wherever his score is there. Laney. Yeah, 38. Um, dislocated elbow. It looks disgusting, but hopefully it sounds like it's less... Um, less of an issue than a lot of other injuries and you can fix that up and get that ready in the next sort of six weeks. But yeah, are they even going to make the finals? And he's had such a wretched year, hasn't he? Poor, poor Laney. He was so good last year and he was doing well again. Like, to be honest with you, where was he at? 38 and 53 minutes. So getting about his work, got a couple of tackle breaks and offload. He was fine in that time. Uh, but yeah, just can't keep it on the park, the poor fella. Um, uh, Finnick got 39 minutes in the end. So a bit of a bigger one for him. And I think he uh, worked him up. Play some decent minutes. Griffin Neem, unfortunately, had the head injury assessment and he was Gornski's. Um, Joe O, 16 points for him. Not great. Moretti came out and worked hard. Davey in there. Ogden with the, the 29 minutes there and, and Wanga Blake in low. So, yeah, I suppose that's it, guys. Three games done. Two games remain. We've got Nico Hines versus Cleary, basically. That's going to be next week. But, um, yeah, the, the captaincies. I think it's getting a little bit closer to being split. I think it uh, looks like before... It's probably around 40-ish percent, 43 or so for Cleary in the top 1,000, and, and the rest is in, in Heinz's court. It says Cogger at 1.5%, but that would be Cleary, guys. So Cogger would be going to Cleary in that one as captain. Um, and why that hasn't come up yet, because it's got them as blank on the screen when you look at it. So I wish everyone the best of luck for, obviously, the Ruben Garricks and DCEs, who I don't really want to score well, to be honest with you. Um, and then we've got, yeah. Cleary, basically. We need him to go 80-plus for had to have a really good week and make some ranks. I think we're sitting at 67th now with three to go. So, to be honest, if I can hang at 67th, that would be great. That would mean Cleary probably hits a 70-odd. Um, and if he goes better than that, I think we'll make some ranks and get closer to the top 50, which would be cool. So, thanks for watching, guys. Um, thanks for the, what, listening to the rant. I appreciate it. Always helps me. 
and I hope it helps you. If you have Moses, you can rant with me as well. And for those that are laughing at me, that's okay as well. I'll just avoid you guys for now until I'm back to the middle. Enjoy, guys. See you later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 